Welcome to Word Connect with Pastor Maxwell Ogaga, a teaching ministry where believers are trained to be established in the truth of God's Word. For more information and free downloads, please visit www.thepastormax.ng. and worship Him and express your love to Him and praise His holy name and magnify Him for who He is Oh, Shambhanes Koloman de Baragahasose Come on, can we express our love to Him this morning? Oh, we love Him Jesus, a mighty hand clap. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Look at someone by your side. Tell them good morning. It's good to have you in church. Greet someone else by your side. Tell them good morning. It's good to have you in church. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's have a sit. Praise God. Hallelujah. How many of you are excited to be here this morning? Praise God. All right. Uh, can you hear me clearly? Okay. Just to be sure. Some of you have decided that the rain will fall heavily this morning. Thank you, Lord. How many of you have been enjoying the wisdom series? Learning from it. Praise God. Only two people. The rest of you, what have you been doing? Have you been enduring it? How many of us have been blessed by the Wisdom for Living series? Praise God. Is your life becoming better because of it? Yeah, sure. Hallelujah. Praise God forevermore. Always a joy to bring God's word. I believe that if we pay attention to the word, our lives will change. Praise God. Do you realize that this is all God left us in this world outside of the Holy Ghost? He gave us the Holy Spirit and gave us His written word as our source of victory. Praise God. The Holy Ghost on the inside of us and 
the written word of God. If we pay attention to the Holy Ghost on the inside and the written word, we can always have victory in life. Praise the name of the Lord. And I believe that God wants you and every one of us this year to have absolute victory in every area of our lives. Amen. Alright, let's, let's bow our heads and just pray, say a word of prayer. Father, thank you because I'm anointed to teach. Thank you because your people are anointed to receive. And together faith is built up in the knowledge of the person of Jesus. I pray that light and understanding will come forth in and through your word. In Jesus' mighty name. I, I, I want to still teach on the thought pattern for a successful life. And I'm going to stay on it all through this uh, series that we're running. And essentially, it's looking at setting animals that we can learn wisdom from. I think my microphone is too high. It's, it's And so there are certain animals that the Lord wants us to learn from. That's okay. That's okay. Thank you. And so we looked at the ants. We looked at the ants. Okay? And we learned some lessons from the ants. What are some of the lessons we learned from the ants? That's okay. What are some of the lessons we learned from the ants? Anyone can tell me quickly? Uh, Ghana must go. I, I didn't hear. What, what are some of the lessons we learned from the ants? Come on, do you have your notes here? I can hear you. Teamwork, what again? Sense of responsibility, what again? Understanding times and seasons. Majority win the votes. What did you learn? Sorry? Futuristic thinking. All of you, this side of the market, did you bring anything to church to sell this morning? What did you learn? Sorry? Self-motivation. All right, praise God. That's perfect. I was looking at something, right? So we just, we just studied the animals. Now, today I'll call it part three, but there's actually something I wanted to call it. But I know if we advertise that, some people might not come to church. So it's called Wisdom from the Serpent. All right. Yes, I know. How many of you love snakes? Let me see your hands. Nobody? All right. But you know, Jesus taught us to learn from the snake, right? Okay, so I'll show you. Jesus said we can actually learn wisdom from the serpent. So I'm going to teach you four lessons from the snake. That if you want to be successful, you have to have a thought pattern the way the snake thinks. Jesus recommended it. He actually advised that to be successful, think like a snake. And it's profound. 
when you read the scripture. So let me read the Bible first so that your heart can be settled that we're preaching from the Bible today. Praise the name of the Lord. Now, it's interesting to note that Jesus recommended that we learn from various animals. And what he was recommending there was not as much as taking the lifestyle of the animals, but what? Their thought pattern. And we have established that every animal we're studying or we're learning from, just like the ants, have a specific thought pattern. And that thought pattern is what is required for success. Most times, people first of all fail in their mind before they fail in real life. The first point of success is your mind. The first point of success is your mind. And if you don't excel in your mind, you cannot excel in real life. Praise the name of the Lord. All right. Now, let's go to Matthew chapter 10. Let's, let's read the scripture first so that you can have an understanding. Matthew chapter 10. And actually the verse we're looking at is verse 16. Matthew chapter 10 and verse 16. Now, I'll give you a background so that we can go to verse 16. In verse 1 of Matthew chapter 10... Jesus called the twelve and gave them power over unclean spirits so they can go and heal the sick and do all of that. So Jesus gave them power, right? Gave them authority over unclean spirits. That's verse 1. Then verse 2 talks about the name of the apostles and all that. Verse 8 says, heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the lepers. Alright? So he gives them a commission. Then verse 16. Look at what he says. He says, behold, I send you out as sheep in the midst of wolves. So be shrewd. The New American Standard Version uses the word shrewd. As serpents and innocent as those. The King James Version and New King James Version uses the word be wise as serpents. Jesus recommended it. He says, listen, I've given you all this authority. I've given you all this power over unclean power, or um, uh, demons, and everything in verse 10, all kinds of diseases, you know, you can walk in the healing power of God, he says, but when you go out there, if you want to excel, even though you have all this power resident inside of you, what's the methodology for you to go and win there? Be wise as a serpent, and be harmless as a dove. That means, with all the power on the inside of you, if you are not wise as a serpent, you will fail. Praise God. Now, let's do a bit of literature. How many literature students do we have? English students. Nobody read English here. Everybody, everybody nobody read. What's a simile? <laughs> What's a simile? Com- comparison, right? Yeah, but not just comparison. You're comparing two abstract things, like when you say as brave as a lion. All right? So using bravery for human being and then lion. Alright? That's what Jesus used here. 
So he contrasts and compares two animals that are very distant. The harmlessness of a dove and the wisdom of a serpent. Two opposing animals. If you look at a dove and you look at a serpent, they are two extreme animals, but Jesus brings them in comparison to do what? To show a lesson. That the wisdom of a serpent is required, but it must operate with the innocence of a dove. And that's why wisdom is very intricate. That's why wisdom is something that you have to master by the Spirit of God. So, let's look at this, right? There are two words used for wisdom in the Bible. Two words used for wisdom in the Bible. The, the first word is Sophia. S-O-P-H-I-A. The Greek word Sophia. The, the second word is phronimos. P-H-R-O-O. N-I-S-M-O-S Phronimos Now, the, the word used for the wisdom here Of the serpent Or to be wise as serpent Is not Sophia It's not general wisdom It's phronimos Now, that wisdom Is a wisdom that is self-preservative Are, are you following this now? Come on, are you here? Are you here? Alright So, it's a wisdom that is self-preservative It's a wisdom that preserves you now, Sophia is a general wisdom, just being wise. Okay? But phronimos, which is used here, it's used 14 times in the scriptures, it's wisdom which guards you. It's wisdom that is a little bit selfish, but it preserves you at the end. It's intelligent wisdom. Now, that word is what was used when it says, the wise man builds his house on the rock. That word wise there is the Greek word phronimos, not Sophia. That's phronimos. It means that by building his house on the rock, he preserves his life. Are you following this now? So, follow this. It's not just general wisdom. It's not just saying you are a wise man. It's the wisdom that the end of it is that it preserves you. It guides you. It protects you. And that word... The phronimos is used 14 times in the scripture. It's the same word used when he says, Who is a wise and faithful servant? Wise and faithful servant. That word wise there is phronimos. Wisdom that guides. Thoughtful wisdom. It's almost like cunning wisdom. It's a shrewd wisdom. Right? It's not deceptive, but it is... It is cunning in the sense that by its application, you preserve your life. Okay, now, this is practical wisdom. It refers to thinking carefully about the outcome of your actions before you do them. Choosing to do that which will benefit you. So, by the application of this wisdom, you are the one that does what? Ultimately benefits. Praise the name of the Lord. Now, so you can find Matthew 7, 24, I talked about that, and Luke chapter 12, verse 42. Now, um, there's something about the wisdom of the serpent and the innocence of the dove. Let's look at someone who had this at work in his life, the man Moses. The man Moses. 
The scripture says in Acts chapter 7 verse 22 that Moses was learned in all the wisdom of Egypt. That's amazing. At that time that Moses was alive, Egypt was the hallmark of civilization. It was the, it's like going to the US or to UK or to Canada to study. Are, are you following? That's like the, the pinnacle of wisdom, of earthly wisdom. The Bible says Moses was learned in all the wisdom of Egypt. Then it goes ahead to say in Numbers 12 verse 3 that Moses was the meekest man in all the earth. Now, let me tell you something. You, if you were learned in all the wisdom of U.S., would you be the meekest man on the earth? Talk to me. Hey, will, do you think you would be the meekest man on the earth? I wouldn't. Will you? If you, were, if, if you were the most intelligent person in this world, you, you were educated in all the learning of Egypt, would you be the meekest man? No, you wouldn't. But God was trying to tell us that there's something about having wisdom and having the innocence of a dove for success. That combination is necessary. Because most people, it's, their, it's whatever they have that makes them proud. And that pride is what makes them fail. So you go to school. That gets into your head. It makes you to fail. You get a position. It gets into your head. It makes you to fail. So if you want to excel in this life, you must learn to manage wisdom and humility. That's why most people self-destruct when they start prospering. They don't listen to counsel anymore. Praise God. Come on, are you here? Now, what can we learn from the snake? What can we learn from the snake? It says, be wise as serpents. But be gentle as doves. <laughs> um, I usually I, 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 Is there anybody who likes snakes naturally? I, I don't think there is okay. I don't also like snakes naturally But I don't even like the sight of it But in trying to prepare for this I have to read a lot about snakes Interesting And I found out that Snakes are the most Hated creatures they're the most hated. Everybody natural. There are people who just like lion. Or, uh, do you understand that? There are people who like elephants. They might not. They might not know anything, but they just they just like the shape of a lion. They like they use it as their DP. Huh? But snakes are the most hated of all creatures. The first thing about the serpent. Is that it, it flourishes in secret. It's the most hated. But it's the one that flourishes the most. Now, listen. If you don't get anything from this wisdom series, get this one. The serpent has the ability to flourish in secret. We don't know how they give birth, but they keep multiplying. But they do it secretly. When a snake gets into an environment, he's not loud. Snakes are not loud. They are quiet. They get into an environment. They blend in the environment. 
They hide. But then they do what? They multiply. If you're going to be successful in this world, you must learn how to flourish in secrets. And the problem is, this is a problem for us in this generation. Because this is the generation where a prophet goes up to the mountain to pray for people with a photographer. We allowed. Your husband takes you out, we must know. You buy anything, most of us, our lives can be read on the pages of our social media handle. If we follow, the day you are not happy, we know. This world, people are wicked. We just know that something has happened. You are, you, are, you, are, you are out there. You don't have a private life. The scripture teaches us. In, in Hebrews chapter 12 verse 23. Look at this. Let me show you something here. Hebrews 12 23. If the message rubs you in the wrong way, just repent. There's no need getting angry. Because you will. I'm going to say some things this morning that might offend you. Just receive it and make the adjustment. I'm teaching God's word. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 23. Look at this. By faith, when Moses was born, was hidden for three months by his parents because they saw he was a beautiful child and they were afraid of the king's edict. They hid the child. The ability to flourish in secrets. A snake would be in this environment now, we might not know. And they are giving birth, having sex, giving birth, having sex, giving birth, multiplied. Hated by everybody, but they keep flourishing. So it's not your hatred of snakes that stops them. It's their power to operate in secrets. That makes them overcome your hatred. Sometimes you will excel in life if you can just do things quietly. It's called the wisdom of the serpents. Look at this again. Matthew chapter 2 verse 13. Let me show you. I'll show you a lot of scriptures so that you will, you will learn something. When, now, when they had gone, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream and said, Get up, take the child and his mother, and flee to Egypt, and remain there until I tell you, for Herod is going to search for the child to destroy him. Can you see this? Herod says, Hey, we are all the male children, we're going to kill the male children. You know what God did to Jesus Christ? He didn't build angels around him. Are you hearing what I'm saying? God did not put flaming sword around Jesus. God did not say, if you touch my anointed, I'll kill you. God told Joseph, run. Go and hide. Then he told him, when you go to Egypt, you stay there until I tell you to come out. Prosper in secret. Some of us are too loud for success. Too loud. Hmm? You just got a job. The next thing, you went to soak kaftan straight down with a glass of wine, with a car. See, blowing things. <laughs> you know, we have a culture that when someone is wealthy here, 
It's almost like they lose their mind. Go and read how many millionaires are made in China every month. Go and read. Hmm? How many millionaires are made? Go and read how many millionaires the United States of America has. There are families in the U.S. that have generational wealth. That means their great-grandchildren comes in and if they don't work for the rest of their life, they are prosperous. And when you see them, they are calm. Are you following this? Learn it this year. Relax. Are you hearing what I'm saying? This loud thing, if you don't blow your trumpet, who will blow it for you? Leave the trumpet unblown. Some of us have unnecessary pressure. It's not wisdom. Jesus says, listen, listen, I want you to understand this. Please get it. This message is from my heart to you. Jesus gave them power in Matthew chapter 10 verse 1. And in verse 16, he tells them, if you want to succeed with this power, learn to act like a serpent. Flourish in secrets. In Luke chapter 2, verse 19, let me show you something. Luke chapter 2, verse 19. Luke 2, verse 19. The angel spoke a lot of things, but Mary treasured all these things, pondering them in her heart. The things that God said to Mary kept them in her heart, pondered over them in her heart. Let your heart be a safe place for dreams. What I look forward to in this church is that we would have people who are working in the millionaire status but very normal. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Some of you, all the money you made this year, you spent it when you went to the village. Loud. Just went to the village. How much is that good? Say, so it's, a, it's a key too. It, it's finished. How do you build wealth that way? How do you build wealth that way? Let me show you a mistake that a man made in the Bible. 2 Kings chapter 10. 2 Kings chapter 10. Glory to God. Now, if you're not hearing me properly because of the, the weather, then just let me know so I can use the other microphone. I, I want you to get this. 2 Kings chapter 20, sorry. 2 Kings chapter 20 and verse 13. While you're turning there, tell your neighbor, I will be quietly rich. Say it like a rich person. Don't, don't shout too much. Praise God. <laughs> Say it one more time. Say, I'll be quietly rich. You don't have to join Pepe Dem Gang. It's not, it's not a Holy Ghost inspired statement. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Pepe Dem Gang is a spirit of revenge, is anti-crystal, is demonic, is earthly. We don't, we don't prosper so we make people feel bad. You have a wicked heart. I said it. It's wickedness that you want to prosper to show someone you will never taste wealth. Not the wealth that comes from God. Satan may give you wealth. But the wealth that comes from God is not for revenge. We have to go back to the Bible and not our emotions. God never prospers a man 
so he can revenge others. That's the devil who does that. When God prospers you, it's so you can be of a blessing. Are you still here? Let's read 2 Kings 20. Verse 13. Hezekiah listened to them. That some visitors came to Hezekiah. Hezekiah listened to them and showed them all the, all his treasure house, the silver, the gold, the spices, the precious oil, the house of his armor, and all that was found in his treasuries. There was nothing in his house, nor in all his dominion, that Hezekiah did not show them. Visitors came to see him. The man just opened everywhere. The Bible says there was nothing in his dominion that he didn't show them. Hmm? Look at verse 14. Then Isaiah the prophet came to King Hezekiah and said to him, What did these men see and where, from where have they come to you? And Hezekiah said, They have come from a far country, from Babylon. He said, What have they seen in your house? What, what did they see? Hmm? So Hezekiah answered, they have seen all that is in my house. There is nothing among my treasures that I have not shown them. Wow. Hmm? Look at the reply. Then Isaiah said to Hezekiah, hear the word of the Lord. Behold, the days are coming when all that is in your house and all that your fathers have laid up in store to this day will be carried to Babylon. Nothing shall be left, says the Lord. Everything you have showed them, they will carry away. They came to visit you as a king. You showed them everything. That's how some of us are. We don't have a private life. If we follow you on social media, you show us everything. We are loud, unnecessarily. Just loud. Things you are planning to do that you have not betted announced all over the world. Little change that you have. Little change. Because all you need to know that you are a poor man is for the naira to fall a little. You will fall with it. Everywhere is loud. Even we live in a generation where if you are not loud, people think you are not wise. Praise God. You know, I, I used to tell young ministers, the Lord has helped me. The Lord has helped me. I've preached in 14 nations of the world. I've preached in 14 nations of the world. And I've slept in some of the best hotels in the world. I've slept in some of the worst. But you will never find... I go on a mission trip and I sleep in a very nice hotel. Then you now see me with food and, you know, and all that. I'm not saying it's wrong. But, you know, I always ask myself, the people who sold the money for you to travel the nations, how will they feel when all the pictures of a mission trip you post is you eating fried chicken and turkey? And You think those people don't want to eat that food too? Sometimes it's not wisdom. You must learn in your life what can I show and what should I not show. It doesn't remove anything from you. Why don't you focus on the assignments that you went there for? Come on, somebody say, I'll flourish quietly. The wisdom of the serpent. 
as we are in this Boni Island now, there are hundreds, if not thousands of snakes. Hated by all of us, including the person preaching. But our hatred has not stopped their flourishing. You know the reason why? Because they are not public. Every time the snake comes outside, you know what you will do. You will commit murder. Right? Yeah. So what have they learned to do? That despite the hatred of humans for snake, if they can stay secret, they can flourish in spite of your hatred. Listen. The ability to build secretly can thrive in the midst of the worst hatred. The scripture says that the whole world lies in wickedness. And listen, I'm not teaching you this message out of fear that when you tell people, people come and spread what you have to forget all those nonsense. I'm just telling you the wisdom of building quietly. I was doing this research, and let me tell you, you know, sometimes as Pentecostals, eh, we are very loud. You know, Pentecostal pastors, my, my co-laborers, we are very loud. But you know we don't have money. Oh! Oh! Kenneth Hagen Ministries had a jet years ago. Nobody knows. You will never hear it from the mouth of Brother Hagen. It's not that I was told. When I was in Winter Bible Seminar, Pastor Leonard was talking about it when they were flying in the ministry jet. Till tomorrow, Kenneth Hagen Ministries has a jet. Had a jet way before a lot of ministers had a jet. You will never listen to one Brother Hagen's message and hear it. Some people are hearing it for the first time. The, the, the ten richest organizations in the world, there's, there's no Pentecostal church. I challenge you to do the research. One of the richest religious organizations in, in the world, richest religious organization, is the Mormons, the Latter-day Saints. Extremely rich. Rich. Capital letters underline bolded. Solid. No noise. The Mormons. No noise. Jehovah Witnesses have their own printing press, have their own city. All the watchtower magazines used in this region is printed from Ugodoma in Benin there. Massive facility, their own printing press. Where people there, it's a massive facility. No noise. The, 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 the Catholic Church of the Philippines is worth 2 billion US dollars. Philippines is a poor country, but the Roman Catholic Church there is worth 2 billion dollars. In that impoverished nation, nobody is writing against them because they are quiet. The Roman Catholic Church in Germany is worth 26 billion dollars. Quiet. The Vatican. They have their own city. Quiet. Because all the Pope will wear out is his white gun. You wear Gucci shoe, uh, loose return uh, um, belts, you know, um, uh, Calvin Klein bandana, then Tommy Hilfinger shares, and say, the wealth of the wicked is with us for, 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 for $1,500. Just loud. Just loud. And that is why we attract this unnecessary persecution against church. The Anglican Church, the Church of England, is the third largest, the third richest organization in the world, the Church of England. The Roman Catholic Church is extremely wealthy, well, extremely wealthy. They own schools, they own hotels, they own businesses, they own, but the Reverend Father will just come out with white shirts and doing his work. No noise. Nobody accuses them of taking tithes and offering. Even though they will do bazaar, they will sell everything. Nobody accuses them. Why? The simplicity of flourishing. Where? 
Come on, I didn't hear you. Secret, the, the flourishing where? In secret. When we have little money, you know, praise God, I have three Rolls Royce in my garage. I, this shoe I'm wearing is $40,000. And the next day, massive attack. Pastors are taking our money. And you are blaming people. You are too loud. And we are poor. No, Pentecostal church has zero money. That's the truth. Go and read. Forget all the noise. Oh, somebody gave us one million. One million. There are people who... Go and read Hobby Lobby. Right? David Green. Right? Hobby Lobby... Or a Robert University was supposed to be... You know, they had some financial crisis. And some people wanted to come and take over the university. They single-handedly, they single-handedly paid off huge debts for the Oral Roberts University and kept it as a Christian university. Oga, that is giving. Do you understand? An institution is owing debt. A man comes and says, don't worry, we'll write this off. Let it be a Christian university. I was in one of their shops in the U.S. They don't open on Sunday. What do they sell? Arts and crafts. Just arts items. They don't sell crude oil. Solid money. Little money you have, you have gone to buy gold chain that is fake. I mean, and you're going and then, and then they take your phone, you are now saying, ah, but they say angels will protect you. Did we say angels will protect fools? Unnecessary exposure. We are just too loud, poor and loud. There are millionaires who are still living in the same houses they built several years ago. But you, every salary increase, you must change neighborhood. Just loud. Jesus says, listen, if you want to be successful in this world, be wise as serpents. Why is it that when any construction site, the first thing they do is that they build a wall around it and then they build inside? Prospering in secrets. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You earn little money. You go home. You would act as if everybody in your village is now under your care. If you know what some of your mates are doing with finances, you'll be ashamed to say you have money. When they say, where are people who have money? You will not raise your hand. You think you are, you, are, you are young. There are young people in Silicon Valley, 25, 23 years, they are already millionaires by developing software. And you are here, any hundred thousand, we should bow down at your feet and worship you because the creator of, of heaven and earth has arrived. Just loud. I'll show you something about the life of Jesus. Look at this. You must learn. Look at this. Hmm. Look at First Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 11. Learn this. And when you see people who are quiet and thriving, and don't force them to be loud. You know, we have a culture, and I'll show you. They did it to Jesus. Huh? Say they don't, they don't perform miracles in secret. Go there. Show yourself. Look at this. First Thessalonians 4.11. 
Make it your ambition to lead a quiet life. Make it a goal. Praise God. Are you hearing this? Make it a goal. Let it be. My goal is that I would lead a quiet life. Effective, but calm. Look at this. And to attend to your own business and work with your hands. Attend to your business. Attend to your business. You don't have to be loud. It will affect you. You will attract things you shouldn't attract. Praise God. Come on, is somebody learning something this morning? You can prosper quietly. You can flourish in silence. Praise God. When I was studying the wealth of religious organizations, I was amazed at how much religious organizations have that are not Pentecostal churches. Massive things they are doing. Even charity. You know all this? We give somebody a bag of rice. We stand in front of the TV with an envelope. You know. Oh, thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. This is your rent, two million. Oh, thank you, Father. Thank you. This is rice. Oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> oh, God. Ah. There are, there are, there are, there are Catholic organizations, Catholic churches, right, and Orthodox churches that, when there are droughts in countries, for instance, like Mozambique and all of those, they send relief materials in trucks. That means you see trucks. Trucks of food. You don't see the Reverend Father say, Okay, say, Oh, Daddy, thank you. They don't do that. Pentecostal, we are too, we, we are just sometimes warash in decision. Say, Oh, if you don't do that, the world will not know what you are doing. Are you acting for the world or are you acting for Jesus? Say, Let's show them. Money has changed hands. Money is in the hands of the church. Which money? Sir, which money? <laughs> you know, brother, in the Brother Copeland's, um, where Brother Copeland's ministry is, 1,500 acres, they have a private airport for private jets. So, the way you have car park, they have a car park for jets. When you have Southwest, um, Southwest Believers Convention, you see jet line up, line up, line up, line up, line up, line up. They came for conference. <laughs> Kid Butler's church in Detroit, Michigan went there for a word of faith conference. He bought, he bought a Catholic monastery over 95 9, acres, not sure the number of acres, acres now. Big facility, big. But still count. Two plots of land. Nobody will hear what he said. Don't move on. You're talking to a landowner. You're talking to a two plots that is not complete. It's, it's maybe 97 by 46. It's not even 100 by 50. And then the 96 on this side, they are still fighting over it. They are not giving it to you. Just loud. See, you need to, sometimes you need a level of exposure to be humble. 
That's why you need to leave your village sometimes. Do you realize Jesus was very wealthy? Don't, don't buy the philosophy that Jesus was poor. No, Jesus was very wealthy. If he wasn't wealthy, Roman soldiers would not fight over his shirt. People that they were paying, Roman soldiers were paid. We're now fighting over the sheds and saying, no, let's not hear the sheds. Let's cast lot. Anybody who, who, because it was seamless. They sold it from top to bottom, seamless. It wasn't cut and nailed low. Solid. <laughs> Are you following this? Did you see where Jesus ever taught and talked about his sheds? In fact, if that had not happened, we would have thought that Jesus was badly dressed. Do you realize in the book of John, the last day of the feast, when Judas went out, the disciples said they thought he had gone to give something to the poor or to buy what was needed in the feast. The financial structure of Jesus' ministry was always operating two things. Either buying things that they needed or giving to the poor. But do you realize that there is no record in the scriptures of what Jesus literally gave to the poor? Although the disciples said that Jesus was giving to the poor. The wisdom of the serpents. You live in a hostile world. Learn to be secret. Learn to be calm. Are you following this? John chapter 7 verse 3 to 4. We will stay on this for a very long time so that it will sink in. Because <laughs> I know... Sometimes you have a message like this. Next thing you see, I cannot be calm. God has done it. <laughs> and I'll tell you something, right? Let me tell you this. Eh? Listen very carefully. I know you've heard that teaching that a testimony that is not shared will not, I don't know how they teach it, but it's not true. Are you hearing that if you don't share a testimony, God will take it back from you? It is not true. There were people Jesus healed and he categorically told them tell no one. It's not every testimony that has to be shared because some, the heart of people cannot contain God's goodness for your life. When you say, hi, it's everything, say it is well. They can understand that. There are people Jesus healed, and I'll show you from scripture so I can go to other points. There were people Jesus healed and he took them out of the city to heal them. In fact, one of them, he took them out of the city completely and healed them privately. Because if he had done some of these things publicly, he would have died before his time. Look at this, John chapter 7, quickly, verse 3 to 4. Therefore his brother said to him, Live here and go into Judea, so that your disciples also may see your works which you are doing. <laughs> For no one does anything in secret when he himself seeks to be known publicly. If you do these things, show yourself to the world. So it's not today they have been advising you to show yourself. Jesus' disciples did it to him. Say you are performing miracles. They don't perform miracles in secret. Go there. And if Jesus had taken this step, he would have been killed before his time. Look at this. For not even his brothers were believing in him. So Jesus said to them, My time is not yet here, but your, op- your time is always opportune. The world cannot hate you, but he hates me because I testify of it and it exists are evil. Go up to the feast yourself. I do not go up to this feast because my time has not fully come. Look at Jesus. Verse 9. Having said these things to them, he stayed in Galilee. Hmm? But when his brothers had gone up to the feast, then he himself also went up. Look at this. Not publicly, but as if in secret. He, I mean, Jesus sent his, he said, don't worry, go, I'm not coming. Je, this is Jesus, so your Lord and Master. 
said, God, I'm not coming. Then they left. Then the scripture says, Jesus went to the feast secretly. Can you see your Savior? Wisdom of the serpent. Attend certain functions secretly. Learn it. It's a culture you have to learn because by nature, loudness is what people require. The reason most of you want to be rich is not really because you are not satisfied. It's you just feel that if I'm rich, I can be louder. Hmm? You know it's only in this poor, myopic thinking culture that people spray money. We think it's a good thing. It's, it's, I'm sorry to say, it's actually very... Let me know that word, but it is. Hmm? Do you understand? It, I don't know, but... It, <laughs> and you carry money, and you are spraying money, and you are spraying money. Are you, are you normal? Is that a sane behavior? Do you need governments to ban that? Is that how normal human beings reason? Do you see anywhere in the world where things are, pro- you know, <sighs> unfortunately, even Christians are not different. 60, 60 plus years after independence, look at where we are. We cannot still have constant power supply for one day after 60 years. After 60 years, we don't have an educational institution that can rival our neighboring nation. That someone went to Ghana to school automatically makes him far better than you. Is it not a shame? A nation of how many million? And yet we are spraying money. And that is what you want to... That's your goal. Say, my goal this year is to, is to, is to just be tapping the thing. Is to be tapping <laughs> God. And God looks at you and says, who created this one, Michael? Let's check. And, and we, because when abnormality is sustained over a long time, normal things become abnormal. You want to help someone. You have the account number. No, you don't want that one. That one is not good. You can't transfer secretly because they will not praise you. So you now go to the bank and harass bankers to give you 50, 50 naira notes and carry some two people who don't have a, a reason for existence to follow you with bags of money. Because if they had a reason for existence, they wouldn't do those, that kind of job. Then the whole post for you. And then you turn. You take. You stone people. You take. And, and in your mind, in your mind, God has done it. And you know, we're bringing that, that useless culture into the church now. Where if somebody has to give, people have to stand up. How many people here are giving us one million? We're bringing that useless culture into the church. We're turning the church to political parties. Do you realize that Jesus had very wealthy disciples? Joseph of Arimathea was such a wealthy man that when Jesus died, he went to Herod and demanded Jesus' body. Do you know the audacity for you to go and meet the president of the country and demand the body of a criminal? You must, you must, you must be worth something. 
Somebody publicly crucified. Was a disciple of Jesus. He wasn't following Jesus all around. Those were the guys that funded the ministry of Jesus. Went, collected his body from the ruling powers that be. And buried Jesus honorably. He didn't organize a burial committee. He didn't say, committee of friends. Jesus had died. Uh, how much do you have there? See, because all these things they do around you as committee of friends. All of you are poor. They want to bury you. And I'm telling you, what nonsense is that? One person can't bury you. They want to bury you. Now go and price the car. They are buying the head of the car. They say, no, let, let there be eye. They, and they, they bury you as if they are offering you a sacrifice to the gods. They, 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 pick, they pick eye. They pick head. They, I mean, what kind of life is that? And, and everybody will not focus on the main thing. Then when it's time, you start spraying money. Don't be like that. God won't prosper you if you have that mindset. I'm telling you the truth. Think institution. Your mate has orphanages. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Think that's how to think. That's wealth. Why do you think in developed nations people have foundations? It's so they can distribute their wealth properly. Go, and go look at all those institutions. Why are they able to offer you scholarships? You see some families, they will do what? They will put their family name and offer a scholarship. And put millions there so that others can go to school. Here we will spray it all in one generation. I want to provoke you and stir your heart to think institution. Abraham had 318 servants in his house. One man. 318. Not his children. Remember, he had those people with him even when he did not have a child. Solid wealth. This poverty culture that we grew around is eroding our brain from biblical values. The believer is quiet in his wealth. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You know Jesus was rich. To employ a thief, if you think Jesus was not rich, employ a nanny that is a thief and stay with him for three years. Know that he's stealing. You know Jesus never because Judas, Judas could not outsteal Jesus. <laughs> he couldn't. It didn't affect the economy. And that's, that's big. In Mark 7, 33, Jesus took him aside from the crowd by himself and put his fingers into his ears. And after spitting, he tossed the tongue with the saliva. Brought him outside from the crowd. Took him out from the crowd. Right, right Mark 8, 23. I really want to stir your heart to flourishing in secret. Don't buy this culture that is loud. Don't buy this culture that is everywhere. Next one. Number two. Serpents are wise because they understand timing. Let me rush this quickly. First one is my biggest point. Serpents are wise because they understand timing. Hmm? When the serpents want to spit his venom, he doesn't just spit all the time. He doesn't spray his spit and say, I hope he touches someone. He's patient. Huh? You know that's how a snake strikes, right? Gathers gathers and strikes at the right time. 
He doesn't just spread the spirit and say, I hope he touches someone. I hope he touches someone. He doesn't do that. You must understand timing in life. The venom is released at the right time. Proverbs 25 verse 11 says, Like apples of gold in the settings of silver is a word spoken at the proper time. Please observe that word, proper time. Learn proper timing or the right circumstance. Learn the right time. In Ecclesiastes 3.1, it says, To everything in this life, there is a time and what? A season. What time are you in? Learn the right time in life. There is time for everything. Snakes are masters of timing. Hmm? There are times you should lie low and save and build the foundation of your wealth. There are times you should tell your family members, give me some time, let me build what I'm building and then I can support you. There are times you should say, hey, this is what I'm focused on. I, I mean, I usually give this example. Sorry if it rubs you the wrong way, but you're saying it from a heart of love. There's a time to get pregnant. Right? But if you get pregnant, maybe you should be in school and then you get pregnant. It's not that the pregnancy is bad, but the timing. Hmm? Timing can jeopardize your, your life. You, you may not be able to go to school again. And then God now also blesses you that it's twins you have. So is the pregnancy bad? Is the twin bad? No. What is bad there? The timing. Because if you had waited maybe four years later, we would have had a big ceremony. There's a time to get married. Are you following this now? Under, you see, if you don't understand timing in life, you will fail. Timing. There's things are about time. Sometimes the right thing and the wrong time will produce the wrong results. Timing. Snakes understand the power of timing. They don't strike all the time. They take their time to strike. And when they strike, you're gone. When you carry such venom, you don't strike all the time. When you have visions, you don't strike all the time. Young, my young men, and I told you this year is our year. Hmm? So all the marriage and relationship seminars, men I'll be talking to this year. Because you know, we focus so much on women that we have marriage trained women to untrained men. You have love on the inside of you. You can't marry all the women in the world. Propose to this one. Propose to this one. Propose to this one. It's not sports betting. Strike once. And I know some of you can't go to the churches you were before. It's not because you like the message you are preaching here. All the guests there, they don't want to see you. So I just like this church. And don't bring the attitude here. <laughs> if you try that nonsense with any of my guests, I will send you out. Because that's how some of you are. In one church, you are proposing to three sisters. When you have closed that chapter, you now come to another church. I just like this atmosphere. Don't like this atmosphere to my ladies. If you are not ready to get married, then keep quiet. You don't release your venom anyhow. And the other venom also. <laughs> Can't be spilling your seeds all the time. Seeds that should become, become productive children. 
It's not wisdom. If you have treasures, you're conscious of timing. Are you hearing what I'm saying? That's why you can see that policemen can just shoot. Hmm? Sorry. But they can just shoot, 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 shoot. Hmm? But with air force and people that deal with bombs, strategic thinking, because that's more disastrous. That's more disastrous. When you carry heavy vision, timing is important. Except you just carry straight bullets. Except you don't, if you know where you're going, timing everything, timing is important. What time is this? What should I do now? Stepping into ministry at the right time is important. Getting married at the right time is important. Taking charge of opportunities at the right time is important. There were things people planned that they would do. They did not know COVID was planning to come. So at now, scattered. They can't go anywhere. But if they had done certain things at the right time, they would have maximized. Alright? So serpents understand what? Timing. Number three. Your four, to give you this. Number three. They are wise because they flourish in difficult places and terrain. If you will be successful, you must learn to flourish in tough terrain. You must develop the heart to thrive in difficult circumstances. You know what? Look at what Jesus told his disciples, Matthew chapter 10. Look at what Jesus said. He said, I am sending you as sheep among wolves. Hey. Hey, hey, hey. Can you imagine? I call you and I ordain you, right? I say, I'm ordaining you as a pastor. And I'm sending you as sheep among wolves. How many of you will take that ordination? Jesus told them straight. Listen, you know what Jesus, he told them, so he said, that means I'm sending you to preach amongst people that will kill you. So, they were going to walk in a tough terrain. If you want to be successful, you must learn to thrive in difficult places. In fact, when I was studying about the snake, I realized that there is nowhere you will not find a snake. There are even snakes in the desert. There are snakes in the Arctic region, the cold region. There are snakes there. They adapt to the environment and thrive in difficult places. Where there are no humans, there are snakes. Go and read if you, if you can. Go read, go read about it. Snakes are in between rocks. Difficult places. Don't think life will be easy. Things might be tough. But if you want to be a successful man, you must do what? You must learn to thrive in difficult places. Some of us are too faint-hearted. Hmm? I see everywhere today. Hey, guard your mental health. Guard your mental health. People are de- depressed. What is making people depressed? No, they didn't like your status. Weak lead. Somebody talks about you. Then you are confirming from 50 people what one person said. Air time wasted, time wasted, energy wasted. I say you are depressed. Why would you not be depressed? You are jobless. That they said something about you. There are two things. What they said, is it true? If it's true, change. If it's not true, keep moving. Hmm? We are so, I don't know, so soft. I was going to church this morning. I saw two sisters. I said, are you not okay? This is a member. I think they are. And they did not greet person. And they say, this place is a place of love. You, don't you greet. Just unnecessary. Yeah, 
just just childishness, you adult behaving like children. Ah, my mental health, I'm feeling depressed. My mental health, I just need some safe care. <laughs> Mates are building schools. People are developing up. People are having world conferences to solve problems. You are doing self-care. Yeah, what is the self-care? <laughs> Pedicure, manicure. Say to do two nails. Do to rent. Yeah, okay. I'm okay now. <laughs> Baby. You are in Nepios. Greek word for child. A crawling child. You want to be successful? You want to be successful? Small thing, I started crying. Oh, I don't know why anybody loves me. People don't love me. You, you, you want to be successful? Jesus said, I'm sending you among wolves. You will not be loved. You are going to preach to people that will kill you. You know God told Jeremiah, he said, do not be afraid of their faces. That means the people I'm sending you to preach to, their faces will not be pleasant. He said, but preach like your face is looking at me now. And I'm preaching to you. Yeah. Yeah, that's why we thank God for God's word. Just as your face is not pleasant now, but I'll tell you. That's why God told Jeremiah, just as God told me, say, preach. Say, don't be afraid of their faces because you will preach to people who have itching ears. They don't want to hear the truth. Somebody say truth is bitter. I say it's not bitter. It's your ear that is bitter. Truth is sweet. Yeah, because people don't want to hear the truth. So immediately you are correcting someone. What happens? Oh, they just change their face. Then you now change from correction to... It's just emotional blackmail. Oh, you hurt my feelings. Where did you keep it? Listen, if you want to succeed in this world, you must learn to thrive in difficult places. Your boss does not like you. You stay in that job and excel. Don't quit. David showed us how to thrive on that soul. Joseph showed us how to thrive on that Potiphar. Went to prison and still did a good job until he became the head of the prison. You want overnight miracle with a lily heart. All you like about Joseph's story is prime minister. Covetousness. Do you know what it means to walk in prison for the wrong reason? And the reason they brought you to prison was you were trying to sleep with the boss's wife. And everything was a lie. And only you and God knows that this thing is a lie. But the man still had a happy attitude. I was still asking someone else, what's wrong with you? Your own, what we said is even the truth. And we're still begging you. It's truth. It's not like we're lying. You did the thing wrong. We told you the truth. Then you are now so angry, we now have to form a committee to come and beg you. You want to excel? Go and ask all these big businessmen how much government policies are against them. Hmm? Some of them cannot move certain things until you give certain dimensions of bribe and they have to press through that. Some people have built businesses and employed thieves, stealing from them. But they still have to build on. Look at our brothers in the East. Sometimes you hear that fire race down a portion of the market, right? One year later, that market is still thriving. 
your own candle burnt where you kept 2,000 naira. You have, you have, you have, you have, you are still in that state. Five years after, if, if it's not that candle that burnt my, 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 my market money. If, how much was the market money? 2,560 naira. Just lily. See, you must learn to be tough. The world is tough. And that is what sense. Listen to me. That's what is leading us into this, this demonic things we are doing in church. Trying to, you know, bring oil here. Pray for this person. Bring coconuts. We are trying to find the easy way out. You will walk with wicked people. But you must endeavor to thrive. Daniel walked among co-workers that wanted him sacked. It was not hidden knowledge, sir. It's public knowledge. They looked for everything to sack him. But the man staged the job and brought the glory of God. We don't have examples of Christians in the Bible who are weak. Forty men told themselves, say, we will not eat or drink until we kill Paul. The man still preached the gospel. Let me show you something about the life of Paul. Sorry. 2 Corinthians chapter 11. Let's read this quickly. Come on, somebody say, I will thrive in difficult places. Say one more time. Say, I will thrive in difficult places. Say, I will prosper in a wicked world. First time I came to Plant Church, I was talking to somebody. I said, the Lord, 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 26, quickly. I said, the Lord sent us here to Plant Church. He said, ah, planting church here is not easy. Oh, there's one of my people who came to Plant Church here, and the man has stroke. Look at the example. I mean, somebody told me to my face that if one person knows that came to plant church had stroke. I said, no problem. So what are you trying to say? <laughs> look at this. Look at what Apostle Paul had to, 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 to excel. Hmm? Let's even read from verse 23 very quickly. He says, are they servants of Christ? He says, I speak as if I'm insane. I speak as if I'm a madman. I'm also in far more labors. Look at what the man is counting. Hmm? In far more imprisonments. Beaten times without number. This is an apostle of the Lord Jesus Christ. Often in danger of death. Five times I received from the Jews 39 latches. 39 times 5. How, how many is that? Let's calculate it quickly. 39 times 5. Engineering students. 195. That's 109. I hope you are correct because I'm quoting you. According to Dami, let me quote you. 195 latches on one man is still preaching. That's one of the many latches. So don't, don't, this is not all. <laughs> if they called you to full time ministry, you didn't have food to eat one day. You are saying, God, why me? And your mate collected 195. Three times I was beaten with rods. So this 195 is minus this rod. <laughs> Not K, rods. Hmm? Once I was stoned. Three times I was shipwrecked. A night and a day I've spent in the deep sea. I've been on frequent journeys in dangers from rivers, dangers from robbers. They, you think I'm robbers started today? Robbers have appeared in the Bible. <laughs> dangers from my countrymen. Dangers from Gentiles, dangers in the city, dangers in the wilderness, dangers on the sea, dangers among false brethren. Huh? I've been in labor and hardship through many sleepless nights, in hunger and thirst, awful without food. 
In cold, you are not the only one that went to bed without food. You have a mentor in the scripture. His name is Apostle Paul. Right? In cold and exposure, apart from such external things, there is the daily pressure on me of concern for all the churches. This is what one man went through and wrote to third of the New Testament. Most of Paul's letter were written from prison. It's the same Bible. And I hope you know you. It's the same heaven you want to go to. Little thing. Packed up. You are running a business. You fail once. Get up and start again. You are trying something. It packs up. Come on. Go after it. Have a heart that tries. Develop the steel bone of somebody who is in Christ Jesus. Be born again and be bold. The righteous as bold as a lion. Stop going about life. There's a sickness tormenting you. Attack it. Don't just lay down. Learn to thrive in difficult places. Snakes are found in all kinds of regions. Hmm? Isaac flourished. Genesis 26, 21 to, to 35. They were covering his wells. He was digging again. Do you realize that Isaac had no time to complain? Because immediately they covered this well. What, does it, what was he doing? He'll dig again. Spend your time digging. You talk too much. Oh, last year, last year. This is another year. Start again. Hmm? Some of you are still living off what somebody did to you 10 years ago. Oh, if my uncle has given me that 20,000 of 10 years, my life will not We know This is the five-year anniversary of them not giving you money. Can you close that conference and start another one? Paul says in Philippians 4.12, I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. I know how to abase and how to abound. If things are good, know how to rejoice. If things are tough, learn to stay the way. If you go to bed without food, learn to wake up happy. Are you hearing what I'm saying? If it's one room you can stay now, fine. If it's a bachelor you are in now, fine. If it's one square foot you can rent now, learn to go through life even in difficult times, you stay this, the tough. Don't give up. Hmm? Every little thing, your face is, you are angry, you are sad, you are angry, you are sad. By the time you are 30, you look old. Be squeezing your face. Hmm? You are always looking for pity party, always looking for encouragement. You know, when, when David came quickly, you know, and then they, they carried his wife, and everybody, they, he was crying, right? And everybody was crying. Everybody started crying. Oh, the kind of wife. Oh, the kind of wife. And the guys now said, if it wasn't David who sold us to battle, they would not have cried out. See, what are you thinking? Santiki was just stoning. Since we don't have wife, let's just kill him. When they took up stone, did David stop crying? Oh, come on, you don't read the Bible. Eh? Did David stop crying? He stopped. Sure, he thought he was crying. When he saw stone, that ah, 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 ah. <laughs> Hey, these people, it's like you're not my crying partner again. The Bible says he encouraged himself in the Lord. That means he wiped his tears. He now said, Lord, what, what shall I do? Shall I pursue and recover? No, no, don't pursue. You'll be crying. You'll die there. You'll die there. <laughs> don't say pursue. And the guy pursued. Listen, listen to me. If David had not encouraged himself in the Lord, if David had not prayed that prayer of inquiry and David had died, will say, oh, it was God's time. God took him. There are many people who die because they are in pity parties. 
you wipe your tears and you go to God and you pursue and you recover. Your tears does not add to your victory. If you like cry from now till tomorrow, you will keep crying until somebody wants to kill you. Then you now realize that you have to pray. What are you crying about? Somebody broke your heart. Are you not breathing? Yes, that means there's another heart there. You didn't take your life. Oh, I thought I would marry this man. I thought I would marry this man. Do you know how many men there are in the world? Oh, he promised me marriage. He promised me marriage. Is it salvation? This man promised to help me. Promised to help me. Oh, and so what? Any man can fail. You brace up. Do you think in your wildest imagination that God created you in this world to depend on one man that if that man doesn't do what he's supposed to do then your whole life is crushed. God is wiser than that. But you have to learn to thrive in what? Difficult circumstances. You might need to go to school and walk. Walk at night. Go to school in the morning. Learn to thrive. You might might have to work and do something. Learn to thrive. The last one. Snakes are wise because they are patient. Snakes are wise because they are what? Patient. If a snake is waiting for a prey, it can wait for a long time before it sees its prey. Romans 15, chapter 15, verse 5. The God we serve is called the God of patience. The God of patience. Romans 15, 5. It says, now, may the God who gives perseverance... The King Jesus said, now may the God of patience. is not the God of impatience. Let me tell you something. I believe in instant miracles. I believe in the breakthrough power of God. But one of the things that have made Christians weak in this generation is instant breakthrough. God of sharp, sharp. Sudden, sudden God. Hmm? God of overnight. Jehovah overnight. Jehovah sharp, sharp. Right? And so they can't wait. No patience. You believed God for something last year. He didn't come this year. Mm, you are gone. Oh God, why me? Oh God, why me? Oh God, why me? You are on every prayer, every prayer channel in this world. You are joined. Anyone. Once you see people pray, say, Mo, just pray. Pray, I know they too much. Mo, pray, move, pray. You are almost, you, you, you are just disorganized. You won't learn faith. No patience. Hebrews 12, 1 says, We run the race with patience. Listen. Christianity is patience. If somebody teaches you prosperity without patience, you will be covetous. Are you hearing this? Hebrews 12, 1. It says what? Run the race that is set before us with what? Patience. You have to learn to be patient. Galatians 6, 9. says, do not be weary in well-doing, for in due season you will reap. Be patient with God. Praise God. Come on. I said be what? Be God. Hmm? Be patient. You will be wealthy. Be patient. It's the horriness that is making you to lose even the little you have. And I say there's investment. They'll give you 70% in one month. You've not carried your whole life and poured it. Now you are broke. Let me tell you. Sorry if it rubs you the wrong way. I say it in love. It takes a level of greed in your heart to be scammed. That's the truth. There is a le- there's something a scammer will have to appeal to. Hmm? 
you have read West books. You have read, you know how the economy is working. Even you know how the economy is now. Somebody say we give you 95%. You now plug them. Then you now lose the one you have. You know what life is teaching you? Patience. Learn to be patient. Sometimes you don't even have to invest. Hold the one you have. <laughs> Hold it. <laughs> One time somebody came to me, said there's investment. I said, leave it. Let me be seeing it where it is. He said, inflation will. I said, don't worry. If inflation removes, it's only 18%. The remaining, leave it there. And my brother put up something. I told him, I said, this thing, yeah. This thing will end up. He said, oh, yeah. Four months later, the thing didn't work. I told my brother, I said, you put up something. I said, listen, this thing yeah, won't work. He said, oh, yeah. I said, okay, don't worry. To tell you that it won't work, I just put in a bit of money. But I told him, I said, don't worry, that money is gone. They are looking for the man today. The man is a pastor. So I told him, he said, he's a pastor. I said, listen, listen, listen. The fact that I'm a pastor does not mean I know how money works. A pastor's role is to teach you the Bible. Are you hearing what I'm saying? God called them to teach and equip the saints for the work of ministry, not for the investment of Bitcoin. So when you are talking, listen, I'm telling you now, maybe this is a word of knowledge to help somebody. When you are investing in anything, whether the man is a pastor or not, remove that title and study the thing properly. If you say because he's a pastor, he will not carry our money. <laughs> it is well with you. Are you hearing what I'm telling you now? Uh-huh. Pastoral ministry is not for investment. It is for what? Preaching the word of God. If the pastor decides to do investment, that's fine. I'm not saying you shouldn't trust pastors, but you know, sometimes even your fellow brother just brings something and you just do what? Open up to it. It's not supposed to be so. Praise the name of the Lord. Have you learned something this morning? Are you blessed? Let's pray. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, I pray for everyone, myself inclusive in this service, that the wisdom you've asked us to learn from the serpent will receive it. Lord, we pray that you will teach us, by your grace, how to flourish in difficult places. How to build quietly. How to be masters of patience and to understand right timing. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let's get ready for a titan of offerings. Praise God. Now, if you are single, you're not married. If you are still one to. Show up here 5 to 7, okay? We have a meeting, we have a singles meeting. I'm teaching on bearing your yoke when you are young. You need to be here. So be here 5 o'clock. Don't be late. Come with your friends, all right? We're going to have a great time. Let's pray over our tithes and our offerings are given as part of our work. Thank you for listening to Word Connect with Pastor Maxwell Ogaga. We encourage you to share this message with your friends and loved ones. For more information and free downloads, please visit www.thepastormax.ng. We would like to hear from you. Send us an email, info at pastormax.ng. Or you can call 0805-888-7575. God bless you.